Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. Well, this afternoon, we're going to look at one of the many principles involved in victorious Christian living. And um, if you'd open your Bibles to Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. Beginning in verse 12, it says, Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may, may I apprehend that for which I also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth Unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let's begin with prayer. Lord, we thank you for this portion of scripture tonight and what it can mean to us if we would apply it to our lives. Help us to attempt to do so and live so accordingly that we might be found pleasing in your eyes. Help us to conduct ourselves in a Christian manner at all times. And help us always to be looking ahead, for we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. I get, does everyone have a handout? Okay, good. Um, I added some emphasis, as you can see in the text, bolding, forgetting, and then underlining those things which are behind, and bolding, reaching, and underlining forth unto the things which are before, and then I press bolded toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. Those are the three things that we want to look at this afternoon. And most of you know that I was a runner in my younger years. I was a pretty decent runner. um, One of the things that I could always tell when I was coming up on another runner, if they started looking back, I knew I could catch them. I knew I could get them. So you go to a race and you get started, and you know who some of the guys are from other races you've been in with them. But some guys look like runners, some guys don't. You can't judge the book by its cover, so, so to speak. But you can always tell if a runner starts looking back at you, you're going to catch him because his eyes are not focused on the race. We as Christians should not be looking back. There are several reasons that we're going to cover here shortly. But if we're looking back, that means that we can't see where we're going. We don't know what the terrain is like. When in cross country, the track is pretty straightforward. It's a round a track and it's a level surface. But in cross country, which I enjoyed much more than track, 
You're running up hills, down hills, sometimes across bridges. Sometimes in high school, we ran on some courses that they didn't do a very good job mowing. They'd take a, a, a brush hog out there the week before the race and run it over the ground and expect you to run on it. Well, if you're looking back, you're not looking where your feet are going, and you can make a misstep, and you can get hurt. It's that way in our Christian life. If we are looking back, we aren't looking forward. It's impossible to look in two directions at one time. And God wants us to be looking forward, looking forward. So looking back on your past life, oh, I need to ask this question. And I want audience participation here. It's not an embarrassing question. Raise your hand if you were saved before the age of 20. Oh my gosh. Raise your hand if your age if you were raised saved after the age of 20. Okay. We're in the minority. The reason I ask that is this. We have two lives in a sense. We have one life that we lived prior to accepting Christ as our savior. And then we have another life after accepting Christ as our Savior. So those of you that were saved before the age of 20 may not have much to to look back on, um, but those of us that were saved after the age of 20, we had a few more years behind us, which means what? It means we did a lot more things wrong, and we might be tempted more to look back. But keep that in mind then. So, looking back on your past life causes you to, number one, spend or waste time on the past. Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to, want to think back on what, the way things used to be? That's a distraction. That's a real distraction. Tell me, Have any of you ever changed anything that happened in the past by thinking about it? You can't. You can't. We can't change it. So why think about it? Now maybe there's something that you've left undone and you need to finish an affair. That didn't sound right. business affair. No, that doesn't even sound right, does it? A business transaction or something like that that you've left undone. Well, you need to finish that up, of course. But um, it just, you just, you don't want to focus on the past because it's uh, a, such a distraction. And we've all heard about distracted driving with texting and like that. Well, you take your eyes off the road and you're in trouble. Well, it's the same with life because we want to be looking ahead like Paul was, like Paul was. When you look back, you tend to relive failures. Why beat yourself up? That's what you're really doing. Why beat yourself up? Raise your hand, another audience participation, if you've never failed. I don't see any hands. We've all failed. 
We all have things in our past that we would do differently if we could, but we don't need to be focused on it because it's a waste of our time. We're to be looking ahead. We're to be looking ahead, not focused on the past. Number three here, you worried about sins that you committed. Those sins, if you've confessed them, are under the blood of Christ. And they're to be forgotten. God forgets. Why can't we? Why can't we? So we want to be looking ahead. We want to be looking ahead. Number four, dwell on disobedience to God. And I put in parentheses there, why didn't I do it God's way? Once again, you're looking in the past, thinking about things that you should have done differently and beating yourself up over it. There's nothing to be gained by it. Nothing to be gained by it. In fact, it, number five here, accomplishes nothing. It doesn't change anything and it accomplishes nothing. And the, other, the, the sixth item here, it inhibits spiritual growth. If you're constantly looking in the past, trying to think how to do things differently, you can't be currently studying and looking ahead and trying to improve the situation and trying to improve your effectiveness. So it inhibits your spiritual growth because you're thinking about that when you could be studying the Word, you could be praying, you could be watching a good program on television, anything to help you grow in your faith. But if you're always looking in the past, it can give you gray hair. Luke nine sixty one and 62 says, and another also said, this is when some had come to Jesus and wanted to follow him. It says, and another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Why did Jesus say that to him? Jesus knew this man's heart. And he knew that he was not holy with Jesus. You know, Pastor has said several times, you have to be all in. Well, this fella was just partially in. And the comment that Jesus made there, if a man starts to plow and he looks back, the plow goes this way or that way. And it causes the furrow that's being plowed to be crooked. And then that causes all sorts of extra work to try and straighten it out. But Jesus knew his whole heart wasn't with him. That's why he said, a, a man's not fit for the kingdom of heaven once he puts his hand to the plow and looks back, looks back. And that fella, as I said, Jesus knew that his heart was not with Jesus, not all of it. So he would, might be faithful for a week or two, and then he'd begin looking back, and he'd be distracted, and he couldn't be used 
to the extent that you can be used if you focus on the future and keep your eyes upon Jesus. We are living in the present and we should be looking to the future. How many of you know someone that lives in the past? When you talk to them, they're always talking about years ago doing this and years ago doing that. Are they very happy? I don't know that they would be. God's left us here to serve him. And he expects us to be obedient to him and serve him to the best of our ability. Well, to do that, we can't be looking back. We can't be looking back. We have to be looking forward. Paul was actively reaching and pressing to the future. Both of those terms are action verbs. Paul was reaching to the future. He was pressing toward the mark. The word there, press, comes from a a word that means pursue. So he is actively pursuing. He was such an example for us today. Yet he felt it necessary to record this for us. In, in, In the book to the Philippians, he said, this is what I'm doing, you should be doing it too. Be doing it too. So looking forward requires us to do some things. Number one, it requires us to exercise our faith. Well, what is faith? I've got it recorded right there for you. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I told my Sunday school class this morning that we're supposed to, as Christians, live by faith. Well, that doesn't mean that God is going to tell us what's going to happen at the end of this year. That's the example I used this morning. Or even the end of of this month. He just expects us to trust him enough with our lives and to worship him and to be obedient to him to take the next step of faith. He knows what's going to happen on step two, three, four, five. But he asks us to take the next step and then maybe the next step and the next step like that. So that is what he expects us to do in order to live a God-pleasing life. The other thing we need to do is increase our faith. Increase our faith. Because in Hebrews 11.6 it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. If we want him to really take care of us, we have to do what? We have to trust in him that he is going to do it because we are being obedient to him 
then he is going to take care of us. But once again, we have to keep looking forward, looking forward. We can't worry about what happened yesterday or 10 years ago I should have done this. We have to look forward. Number three here, be obedient to the author and finisher of our faith. Who is that? Jesus Christ. He's the author and finisher of our faith, finisher of our faith, and we'll see that here in just a minute. God blesses obedience. Most of us in here are parents, and there's nothing that brings joy to a parent like an obedient child. Don't you, make, don't you want to make God joyful? Don't you want to make him happy? It takes obedience to do that. We can oftentimes be partially obedient, but you know what that is? It's disobedience. There's no such, no such thing as partial obedience. If you're, if you're not completely obedient, you're being disobedient. If God asks you to do one, two, three, and four, and you only do one, two, and three, that's being disobedient. Oh, but Bob, I did number one. I did number two. I did number three. What does God expect? Number four. Number four, to be obedient. Be faithful. God rewards faithfulness. How many times have you heard pastors say that? Quite a few, quite a few. God rewards faithfulness. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Be faithful. Do it for his honor and his glory. And you will be an obedient child, once again, bringing joy to God. Bringing joy to God. And then number five, expose others to our faith. In other words, looking forward requires us to exercise our faith, to increase our faith, be obedient to the author and finisher of our faith, be faithful, and expose others to our faith. We just had a, a big push here for Easter, and hopefully, and I know most, if not all of you did, because pastor had a whole stack of cards that people were praying for them to be here on Sunday, things like that, that might have stretched some of you out of your comfort zone. But that's good. That's good. Because the next time, it won't be such a stretch to get you there. And you'll find it much easier the next time to invite someone to church. It's just like witnessing. The first time, it's pretty hard. And then after that, the second time, it's a little bit easier and a little bit easier and a little bit easier. Why don't we witness like we should? Well, we're probably afraid of not being accepted or be calling, being called weird or something like that. But that's the, 
the pressure from the world. That's not from God. And we, th- this is a principle that was in the Sunday school lesson this morning. We're either transformers or conformers. Conformers, conformers to society, are influenced by the pressure without. In other words, the pressure of society to do something. Transformers are the ones changing society, are the ones, instead of being conformed from the pressure from the outside, are drawing upon the strength within them to make a difference, to change something, and changing it for God. That's where, when you're witnessing, you get your power from, is inside. And that gives you, 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 you can ignore the outside world then, and not be embarrassed, and just tell the person lovingly about what Jesus did for you, the fact that he died for them also, and what he did for you, he would do for them. So to be more looking forward, it requires us to expose others to our faith. And that's what I mean by by the, the last point there. Now it all comes down to this, really. Hebrews 12, 1 and 3. 1 through 3. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. It's impossible to run the Christian race live the Christian life by looking backwards. You just... Where, is Josh in here? Josh Benefil? Guys ever look back? When you're... He's, he's running in, what, eighth grade? Ninth? Okay. Do you ever see guys looking back? No? That's because you're always in front? He is. He's, he's a pretty good runner. He's a pretty good runner. But they look back, and you just can't do that. If you're going to keep a forward, straight course, and that's what God wants us to keep, is a straight course on what road, the path that he wants us to be on, if we're going to look back, we might be distracted and get off the course. Or we might step on something and break something. That's been known to happen. There was, oh, did anybody see the Masters, the, um, the golf tournament? The day before the Masters started, they had a hole-in-one contest, and Tony Fana got a hole-in-one, and he starts running down the tee, and then he turns around backwards, and he's running backwards, dislocates his left ankle, <laughs> reaches down, pops it back in, and they asked him afterwards if he had ever, 
if that was a problem that he had. No, I've never had that before. Well, how'd you know what to do? Well, I just did it. And he went out and shot 70, no, he shot a 69 the first day on Thursday, and he shot 73 on Friday. He was 200, I think, for the tournament. But then he didn't continue to do so well. And I don't know if the, the ankle was bothering him that much. He had an MRI and he got cleared to play. But we don't want to get hurt. We want to stay focused on Christ, keep looking ahead, and asking him for guidance. One step at a time, but we run the race. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's a long race. And we're to be found faithful in each thing that we do and not looking back, looking ahead. And for, because God can put something on the road that he wants you to be on and if you're looking back, you're not going to see it. And I don't know about you, but I want to be aware of my surroundings what lies in front of me, and Bonnie will disagree with this, because when I drive, I tend to look at the billboards and the things on the side of the road, but I should be focused right on the highway, right on the highway. In that way, you're not going to miss anything that God wants you to do. He lays it in your path and asks you to do it. So let's try and live our lives by looking forward not backward, giving our full attention to what lies ahead, not being distracted with what we've done in the past or what may happen may have happened in the past, but looking forward. And that's the way we can live a Christian life, successfully, successfully. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's Word. If you have any questions about Mile Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.